Welcome to Lesbians Who Write with Claire Lydon and T.B. Markinson. Conversations about writing and lesbian fiction. Join us as we draw back the curtain on the writer's life. Welcome to episode 81 of Lesbians Who Write. This week we're talking about how to find fresh motivation after a launch. Joining me, Claire Lydon, is my co-host, the launch crazy, T.B. Markinson. Hello, T.B. How are you today? Well, I think I should warn you, I woke up with a hellacious headache, so if I seem extra squinty today, I'm not squinting at you. It's my, my head is a bit hurty. Okay. So, okay. I, I still think you're amazing. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> Great. I think you're fabulous. This is weird. Listeners are going to be turning off in their droves to hear us compliment each other. Right. Well, what a British response. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like to disappoint. I am British. I can't deny it. So uh, what what have you been up to this fair week? Is the second week of September. I'm nearly done with the critique draft of Debbie, and I'm great relieved that, that this is just a critique. It's coming together. I'm liking it more than I did like maybe three weeks ago. It's coming together. But since it is just a critique, I'm glad I'm going to be able to send it off to Kelly in a, a week or so. And then just let it sit in my head for a couple of weeks. Let my creative juices marinate and try and figure out what's going on. And hopefully Kelly, while she's reading it, will also be able to pinpoint certain things I need to tweak to make it stronger. So, so that's moving along. Again, I'm relieved it's not the final. The critique stage for me is a bit um, different from what many authors do because I send mine off much earlier to my editor who I've worked with for many years. Um, so it is usually just a big sti- uh, steamy pile of shit. I don't like to spin my wheels as much trying to figure out things on my own. I like her input and then that way when I go back into the next draft, it's I already know the big things I need to address, not just the little things. And so it helps me get to the stage to the final product. Yeah, and, but Kelly, Kelly's a saint for putting up with it, but we've done this for many projects now and it seems to be working. <laughs> There's no way out, Kelly. You're locked in. I know. Um, and then, well, you and the listeners won't be surprised by my next piece of news, but I had another ordering mishap. Did, did, um, did any more t-shirts with nice tits come or was it, was it three? I, I only ended up with the three nice tits. Oh, which, I'm, I'm, I'm sad. Yeah. <laughs> I only ended up with three of them. But um, this time it was a work-related ordering mishap because back when I released A Woman Complete, I ran a giveaway and three winners were um, awarded signed copies of every book in the Woman Law series and there are eight books. So I had to order eight author copies of each book. I mean, three copies of each book. Yeah. So um, as you can probably figure out there was a um slight miscalculation on my end and i ended up with a lot more of a woman lost and when i really needed a woman loved (laughs) you know the l's the l's fucked me over i finally figured it out and then of course amazon is being a bit slower with um emailing out author copies not blaming amazon i mean everyone's dealing with the um pandemic as best they can but um i finally finally got (laughs) eight sets I mean, the, yeah, the books of eight, and signed them, and the last ones went in the mail yesterday, so that is off my plate, and I've been trying to figure that out for the past month. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm very happy to offer signed books, and I will always send people a signed book, but they do take 
longer than you imagine, don't they? Always. And I'm all, and you know what? Signing a book actually stresses me out. It really does. And I've I've mucked up my signature about two or three times. And then it's your real name. I know. So then I <laughs> then I spoil the book, and then it's like you know, sign copies of me. We're not we're not friends, but I try and like talk myself through it. But it, it stresses me out signing my signing a book. It does me too. So when I had to sign three sets of eight, like I have a very long desk, so I was trying to keep them all separate. But at one point, some of the books started merging. So I really, really hope that when the readers get these books, and I did email them saying, you know, I I messed up, but they're finally in the mail. Thank you for your patience. But I hope when they do get them, that like not one of them got all a woman lost. (laughs) (laughs) Wait for that email. (laughs) You know, it's. It's up in the air, but I did feel a, a big sense of accomplishment after I got out of the post office yesterday. Because I've sent other books in the mail recently, because um, we, we had a winner for One Golden Summer, and I sent off a copy of Reservations of the Heart. I think for me, from now on, I should just stick with one book at a time, because when you add more than one, I my brain says, like, what? <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that was that's something I um, accomplished. And speaking of giveaways... <laughs> Uh, Miranda and I have put together a giveaway for Heart of Ice, our new book. So one winner will receive a $50 Amazon gift card and a signed copy. The signed copies are, I mean, the copy's already here. It's not signed yet, but it's here. So it's in-house. And then two other winners will receive a $25 Amazon gift card. So I'll pop the link in the show notes. And then I have some other news that I'm not, I'm kind of mixed about. So I've been watching the U.S. Open, which is the tennis tournament taking place in New York right now. And while it's great to be watching sports again, it's really weird to be watching the match that's taking place on Ash Stadium, and there are like no fans there. It's just so. It's just. It's just weird. And it's. Is the world ever going to return to normal? Like, <laughs> I keep trying to stay upbeat and positive, but like it just keeps dragging on, doesn't it? <laughs> It is dragging on, I'm not going to lie, everywhere, all around the world. But I think that's one thing I take sort of solace in is that everybody's in this, right? Like, it's not it's not just us or uh, it's not just uh, the UK or the US. It's every single country is affected. That sounds bad now I say it. It's like, well, at least everybody's fucked. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's not like everybody in the, in the world is experiencing this at the same time. So it's like everybody understands. Um, I have to say that I kind of got used. I watch football with no fans and I kind of got used to it. Did you? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, well, how many games did you watch? Because with the U.S. Open, like, we're only in the second week, so there hasn't been a lot of getting used to it. There was probably at least about 40 or 50 games Okay. to finish off the season. Right. And then, isn't it starting again this weekend? Yes. So are you excited? Uh, oh, actually, I need to check. The women's football's got underway. I know Spurs Spurs are playing Everton this weekend in the women's. I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, we, we've we've had internationals this week, so... Yes, it'd be nice to get the season underway again. It'd be nice to have something. I didn't really miss it when it wasn't there, but then when it came back, it was nice to just have something different to watch. Yeah, it is nice. I mean, when sports is completely stopped, like it was such a weird thing, but it is something that a lot of us, sports people, who really, it gives you that break. It gives you that escape. And when it wasn't happening, um, there was no escaping. <laughs> no yeah. escaping whatsoever. It's true. And so I- that's what I've been doing. I I'll just say, as another friend of mine said as well, she's a big football fan, Liverpool fan, so uh, she was very happy last season. But she said that the one thing she really missed was just like the opportunity, like when she's watching a game, she's really into it and she switches off from everything else. And it's completely different. It's sort of a, 
it's a recharge which is kind of what we're going to be talking about later it's just m switching your brain from from something you normally do to something else and it's just like a little little holiday from normal life watching sport you're completely involved in it yeah that's what i experienced when i watch sports because like i mean i know when i'm reading a book sometimes it's hard to switch off that author bit of me where i'm studying like the mm. way they're doing it but with sports i have no desire to play tennis like, I am not coordinated in any way, and I'm not in shape. So, for me, I just focus on the tennis, and mm. so it is. It allows my brain to go into tennis mode, and I relax. I've been missing relaxing. As has everyone. Me, I have, I, I've had a very, um, what have, I, what have I been doing this week? I've had a great day today, actually. The last couple of days, I've, I'm really full flow in my Christmas book. I love this time. Uh, it doesn't, you know, it, it, when it comes, cherish it. Because I'm just like, I'm banging the story. The story keeps twisting a little. The characters keep doing things that I'm like, oh, yeah, that is actually what they do. So, you know, like when you plan it out and then um, in the situation, I think that's not how they would react. Obviously, it's not the characters doing things. It's me processing what they would do. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sort of, you know, on the woo-woo train quite yet as to say the characters took over. No, the characters didn't take over, did they? It's my brain. Well, no, it's me. The characters take over. <laughs> I am fully on the woo-woo train. You are on the woo-woo train. But um, yeah, so I, I, did, I had a 5,000 word day, 5,500 word day earlier in the week and it didn't feel like work, so that's great. I wrote a few hundred words yesterday before I went to visit my mum and dad and then this, this morning before this podcast, which I'm normally not that productive uh, on, I wrote 3,000 words. So it's, it's just, it's coming, so that's good. And do you know what I did this week as well? I, I did some research for it. So um, I know you should probably do the research before you start, but I don't always. And so uh, I rang up, there's a Christmas tree farm in my book. So I rang up a Christmas tree farm and I discussed the workings of a Christmas tree farm. And I know all about it now. And the man was so nice. He invited me to come down and visit him. Um, give, he was going to give me a tour. And it, he's been running it for 50 years. And he was such a nice man, Trevor. 50 years of a Christmas tree farm. 50, yeah. Is he just like the jolliest man ever? Yeah. <laughs> he was. He was just lovely. Just a lovely man. Huh. So that was nice. Um, I've also, uh, this week, um, been... I've changed up my eating a little bit because um, I decided that I gained a few pounds in lockdown. So I decided that I'm going to lose them. Uh, and I have. But I've been eating less and different things. One morning this week, I made myself a turmeric and chilli omelette with mushrooms. However, I misread the amount of chilli flakes that you're usually... <laughs> TV's face is, is a picture. Um, I misread the amount of chilli flakes you're meant to put into this omelette, and you're meant to put a quarter of a teaspoon, and I put half a teaspoon. Holy <laughs> mother of God. Uh, I, I was I was breathing fire, honestly, for about, for about two or three hours, and, and my stomach wasn't right all day. Word to the wise, read how many chilli flakes you need to put in your omelettes. Did that help with the weight loss? <laughs> I, think it, I, think, I think it might right. have done, yeah. <laughs> so yes, I've been, well, I've been being very uh, watchful what I'm eating. Um, I haven't been drinking. Um, I haven't, I've been going for long walks, so lots of things. Well, good for you. I have still been packing on the pounds because <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm a nervous eater. Everything around me, I'm, every, I'm nervous about everything right now. So yeah, I'm definitely... Um, 
I probably should take a page from your book. I won't be eating the omelet. I hate eggs unless it's in a cake. Yeah. So, um... (laughs) I still need to put that line in a book, you know. Well, I get it mentioned in the acknowledgments. Yeah, you will, if I do. Do you know, I was was with my dad yesterday, uh, mum and dad, and uh, my dad was very insistent that I put him as a character in one of my next books. Not like him, but he wanted somebody named after him. And, you know, like, this is like my, what is it, my 18th novel I'm writing now. He's never demanded this before. (laughs) Now suddenly he's like, can you do it? And then, like, throughout the day he just kept piping up. You know, it doesn't have to be me. It doesn't have to look like me. You just call it me. You just call it Tom. I was like, okay, Dad, okay. (laughs) Your dad's name is Tom? Yes. I think that's the first time I've ever heard your dad's name. (laughs) Oh, yes, his name is Tom. That's a strong name. Tom Lydon. I'm not sure how to react to that. It would be kind of weird naming someone after your parent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you know what, actually? Maybe I will name one of the da- uh, one of the dads in uh, my Christmas book, Tom. There you go. That'll please him. He's very... Yeah, you don't want to name one of your leading ladies, like, something like that, because then that just takes it to the creep factor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Although he was very, very keen to discuss the... Uh, on Strictly Come Dancing, which is uh, Dancing with the Stars in the US. It's starting back up here in October. And they've got their first same-sex partnership. It's Nicola Adams, who is the uh, world champion boxer, or Olympic boxer. Thought she's probably both, I don't know. Um, but she is coming on Dancing, uh, no, Strictly Come Dancing, and uh, it's first same-sex couple. So my dad was very keen to discuss this with me as well yesterday. He's he's very up on current events. He's been reading The Daily Fail, but he, he wasn't disparaging about it as well, so that's good. Anyway, what else have we been doing this week? Um, I, I gave, over the weekend, I gave my London Romance book seven um, that I finished the third draft. So I gave that to my wife and to my first reader. And I'm really, really pleased to say that it came back. Like I've never, I haven't seen my wife so positive about a book in a while. She's normally positive, but she's got negatives. And there were some, you know, things she's said, but she was very up chipper and upbeat and same for my first reader. So, so I'm feeling a bit better about it now. So it can go to the editor. I've just got to put a few comments in and um, and then it can go to the editor at the end of September. So that's good. Coming out in January. Wait, I thought you had an editing date on the 15th of September. We're no, in September. No, that's my own self-imposed editing date for my Christmas novel oh. to oh, finish the first oh, draft. you've had two dates this month. <laughs> yes. One actual, oh, one actual, one self-imposed. Um... And, you know, there's part of me that, that, that thinks, you know, because this is the book that I was going to release in September, and there's, there's part of me that thinks, could I have done You know, like we said, we could release four books this year. Could I have released it? The perfectionist in me wants to get it out this year, but, no, I made the decision, and it was the right decision, because, you know, then I would have been um, consumed with launching this month, and I wouldn't get my Christmas book done. If I hadn't have slept the last three months, it would have been fine. <laughs> well, who needs to sleep during these days? <laughs> But I value my sleep. I value a balanced life, TV. What else have I been doing this week? Um, I've I've got the answer to my German tax questions, so hopefully they'll be sorted soon. You never know. <laughs> That's funny you mentioned that. I was sitting here yesterday, and I'm like, I wonder if Claire's done with her German taxes. Thank <laughs> God I don't have to do German taxes. I haven't. They're still sitting. The forms are sitting there staring at me on, on the on the on my box of books and I just keep looking at them going, uh-huh, okay, yeah, I'll do with you later. Uh, but I'm going to do it tomorrow. And finally, I am putting together a new little box set for this year, for the end of the year. In fact, I wanted to get it out in September, so I'm going to be doing that uh, as well. Well, you've been very busy. I've been messing up mailing stuff, and (laughs) you've been, like, taking things off your list. (laughs) And also eating too many chilli flakes. 
Well, that 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 would hurt. That would, <laughs> it really did. Would believe me, it did. It did. <laughs> so let's get on to comments. Comment monitor. What have you got? All right. First off, we have a comment from Ree, and this is a comment for you, Claire, uh, and your wife's interest in cozy mysteries. And uh, according to Ree, there aren't any. There aren't many lesbian cozies. And she thinks you should break into it because she loves your writing style and think you would do well. And she thinks your wife would appreciate it as well. So, um, and also, I think this is the same Ree who emailed us. I hope Ree doesn't uh, mind if I lump them together. And if it's two separate Rees, I'm sorry. She's, uh, Ree is not a writer, but has always wanted to be. The trouble is whenever Ree sits down to write, um, Ree's mind goes completely blank. And there's nothing that Ree can do to populate her mind with the story. So it's very frustrating. But she is a voracious reader and enjoys a good book immensely. But Ree also says um, the podcast is very informative and we're brilliant and keep it up. So thank you very much, Ree. And my advice, if you do really want to write a story, is keep trying. And I think maybe our discussion after the comments might help you a little bit. So I'll, yes. we'll wait and see. Yes, we'll wait and see if we can bring it. Yes, of course we'll bring it, TV. We bring it every single week, yeah? I would just say that uh, my wife would be very happy if I wrote Cozy Mystery. Yes. I need to read one first. That, that, that kills me. Although, <laughs> do you know what? I, I listened to a podcast this week on the self-publishing formula, and this this guy has written like a twenty book series in cozy mystery. He'd never he'd never read one. Twenty books. Yeah. How many people can you kill? <laughs> a lot. He's writing this cozy mystery series, uh, and the main lead protagonist is, protagonist is a fifty-something divorcee in this small little village. And this guy is like, he was 25 years in the army and he's this bitch, big butch guy and he's right and he's killing it with Cozy Mysteries. So there you go, literally killing it. Good, good, good for him. Yeah. I hope he doesn't kill me though. No. But um, good for him, good for him. So I guess, I guess there's hope for you yet then. You can just bust into it and start killing people. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we have a comment from Nick who had a question. Since everyone knows I'm not great at math and I think my discussion earlier about trying to get the books <laughs> for the Wolf and Lost series, and I kept messing up the numbers just then. Um, she, I've mentioned world domination twice, and Nick is wondering if she should be worried that if I'm actually going to try world domination, I think that would involve math, so I think we're all safe. But serious, in all seriousness, though, Nick loves the podcast, and we should keep up the wonderful work. Am I really that bad at numbers? <laughs> I've never noticed. Oh, you're trying to be diplomatic. <laughs> no, I've never noticed, TV. I don't know. <laughs> all right, so we also had a, a comment from Carmen. Carmen thought episode 79 was hilarious. I have no idea what we talked about, but I'm glad it was uh, hilarious. And she's surprised after so many episodes, we're still keeping um, the content fresh. So well done, us. Go us. Go us. <laughs> that was a delay. <laughs> you know, you're in the US, I'm in the UK, you know. All right, and we have one last comment from Gabby from Les, Re Les Review Books. She was commenting on our episode of How to Market Your Book, and when I said that an author should have a website, Gabby said absolutely. When she was trying to compile the list of authors of color directory, she was surprised by how many authors did not have a website. And she offered a, a tip that since not everyone likes technology, and it can be daunting for some, that you can use certain services like Fiverr um, and find people to help build a website. And Gabby also has her services on Fiverr, not that she... She did say she's not looking for self-promotion, but I thought I would just toss it out there. Gabby's uh, always helping us out, so I'll help her out. And um, but that's a, that's a good point. You don't actually have to design your website. You can hire someone to do it. Yeah, you can. Um, and you can get it done pretty cheaply as well, uh, I think. 
Yeah, so no excuses, people. Okay. All right, uh, that is all I have for comments. Okay, and I have got some comments, but we're going to hold them over uh, until next week. So if you sent me a comment and I haven't shared it, tune back in next week. Oh, we're all about cliffhangers, aren't we? I also held back a comment this time because it goes with the ones that Claire has received. And so we're just carving out episodes now from comments because we got to keep it fresh. Yep, fresh, fresh, fresh. So let's get on to the main question, which is how do you replenish your motivation, your inspiration, your something else, ending with Asian, after a book launch? TB, do you want to um, do you want to go at this first, or do you want me to to have a little preamble? I, I can take a stab at it. Go on then. But um, yeah. Tell, so, t- tell us how you do it. Well, I'm gonna give a little preamble first. I'm gonna you know I'm gonna back up and do the backstory. We all know I like to write 30k of backstory <laughs> and then delete it. So I've recently released a book, and I now have a tight deadline for the next one. The 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 Dagny book I'm working on. And when I had to sit down in my chair after releasing the book and start Dagny, I kind of had this, like, deflated feeling, like, oh, here we go again. I have to start the roller coaster all over again. When I was preparing for another episode of ours, I can't remember which one it was, a couple weeks ago, I think, I was listening to an episode, a Joanna Penn episode, and I don't remember which one, but she brought up the subject of, like, you know, this roller coaster of emotions and how do you re-energize after a launch, and I was like, hey, you know, it's not just me. <laughs> I'm not the only one who sits down the next day and be like, oh, fuck, I gotta do this again? How many times do I have to do this? So I I, uh, I texted Claire, and she was like, yeah, we should definitely discuss that. And I also realized something else, besides listening to that podcast episode, I realized I am not, I'm not alone in this, because I have this podcast with Claire. So when I do have these feelings, I can reach out to Claire and be like, can we discuss these? <laughs> because if I'm feeling it and other people are feeling it, maybe we should discuss it out in the open. Now that I have you to bounce these ideas off, can you can you make me feel better in your very clear way of bringing, picking me back up? Yes, I can. Like Bob the Builder, which will be a completely lost reference for all our American uh, and non-UK listeners. Yeah, what would you want me to say, TB? Go, go, TB, you're great. All right, you feeling better? Well, (laughs) I'm just going to take over. (laughs) Do you know, um, somebody somebody asked me once, um, what's your best piece of writing advice um, you give? And I I just said, um, just sit in the chair and write. They looked really disappointed, a bit like you did with that piece of advice. But it is kind of simple, isn't it? Um, But on, on this one, I think we kind of discussed this a little bit before in that, but more from the celebration angle. So we've sort of said celebrate the small moments. So I I always celebrate a launch. So normally if restaurants are open, I go out for dinner, glass champagne, nice dinner in a posh restaurant. But obviously we haven't been able to do do that this year. And when I was thinking about this year, I was thinking that this year has been a very strange year for everyone all over the world, as we know. But I don't think I've really um, celebrated as I normally would this year. I know we went out for a, uh, before you say I do, launch dinner when you were here in March. So we did go out um, and celebrate the launch. However, it wasn't what I would normally do. I would say as well that because you were here, then we had to get started straight away on One Golden Summer because we wanted to, you know, sort things out, didn't we, uh, before you left. So I think that those two ran together a little bit. And then I think One Golden Summer was, again, difficult to, to celebrate. Uh, I, I remember I did. I had champagne and oysters in my garden. 
but well, we didn't go out and do the normal thing. So um, this year has been a bit of a weird one for doing that, but that's more the celebration. Um, but I think it sort of bled into the whole, how do you recharge? You know, there are a few things that I do. So tell me what you do. Well, yeah, first off, like after this recent launch, um, excuse me, I did something I, I, I used to do and I hadn't done this year because like it's very weird year. But after I, I launched Heart of Ice, I actually, even though I have a very tight deadline on Dagny, I still took, I took a few days off and um, just to bask in the glow and I gave myself that pat on the back. Since we are indie authors, we're also publishers. And so one of the best things you can do for your publishing career is keep adding books to your backlist. We all know this. We keep talking about it. Keep writing, keep writing. And yeah, you'll have some phenomenal launches like, um, I had Reservations of the Heart last year, you had Before I Say I Do this year, but not every book is going to get you, you're not going to, it's not going to be like a super launch, so you have to keep adding books, so one of the things I do to myself, or do to myself, that sounds really weird, (laughs) (laughs) one of the things I say to myself after launches is, you're a professional, this is your job, and like you said earlier, sit your ass down in the chair and get it done, this is a piece of advice so many authors will give you. This career takes a million little steps each time, and you have to keep, <laughs> when you get to the top, you have to go back to the bottom, and it is a roller coaster. So I have done something a little differently over the past two years, because I now have this podcast, and um, I'm now back in the States where uh, Miranda McLeod, another um, lesbian author who, we're good friends, who lives not too far away. So I've been in friendships with authors and so when I am struggling, I reach out because this can be a lonely job. But when you reach out and talk to people, it makes it less lonely and it makes it that deflating feeling. I felt like someone was like pressing on my shoulders and pushing me down in the chair. It kind of takes that burden off of me a bit. And I can say I'm feeling this way. And when I do open that up, it allows me to actually feel those feelings. Like I'm the type of person, um, I do bottle a lot of things inside. But I'm trying to address that, and it's one of the things I've been actively working on this year is being more honest with myself and with my friends saying, I'm struggling. And so just saying those words is giving me permission to feel it and to deal with it. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. You've got to admit what you're feeling in order to feel it. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes, like, when you just, like, when we do say sit your ass down in the chair, but sometimes you do have to address what it is. And so this episode is me addressing <laughs> what it is. I don't want to write another book, but I know I have to. I, I was just thinking actually that this year, um, obviously now I'm just writing London Romance Book 7 and the Christmas book at the same time. So one goes off to the, ed- they, they're going off to the editor within three weeks of each other. I, I knew I was going to I'm not anymore, obviously, but I knew I was going to go on holiday in October. So I front-loaded my year. I know that the day that uh, the Christmas book goes to the editor, I'm meant to be flying to Mexico the next day. So it was all planned perfectly, you know, for me to have a perfect recharge. That's a way to get motivated, right? Plan a holiday right after it. It's probably not going to happen now. But um, the, the plan was there. But I would say that there are things that you can do like you said talk to people uh, about how you're feeling if you are feeling a bit low because as i've said before um launching takes takes it's very emotionally draining 
um, and it takes a lot of your energy and then to pick yourself up after that and then just start again I can't do it I can't start again the very next day I normally take at least two to three days away and it might not be off right sometimes I do go away sometimes I go somewhere else visit a friend or do or do something else I normally go out um, to you know go out for dinner or something or go for walks and things like that but you don't necessarily have to have time off if you've got a lot of things that you need to do just switch your focus so do something else so uh, write a blog post or do a craft course I've, I've got a few of those in the pipeline this year so do a craft course or learn about ads or do your accounts and even while I'm saying these I'm thinking that's no way to celebrate a bloody launch is it what a treat to give yourself L- learn about ads or do your accounts well done this will pick you up but I do think it's just switching your mental state um, and if that means going away somewhere and getting out of your normal environment well do that but it is really important to recharge and you know mentally switch yourself from one project to another because I think I don't know about you if I just finish one one day and then go straight to the next one I do feel that deflated feeling but if I give myself a few days off then it really makes a difference. So did you find that when you did it this time? Yeah, I took a few days off. And when you were talking about your trip to Mexico, I remembered I also front-loaded my year because I was supposed to be doing a lot of travel this summer. And I knew this deadline with um, Dagny. Like, the next day, I was supposed to get on a plane and go to Florida. (laughs) So I think that's another part of my feeling because um, all the stuff that I planned, like, when we finished One Golden Summer, I was supposed to go to New Orleans for a while. Yeah. And then I finished um, Heart of Ice. I was supposed to, and I was supposed to get the draft off, uh, the Dagny draft off, and I was supposed to go to Florida. So I think that, like, we've all had to cancel all of our um, trips, and I think that's another reason mm. where this particular time where I was just like, oh god, because it feels like all I've done this year is work. <laughs> I haven't been able to go places. I haven't been able to like see friends and family. I mean, there's there's Skype and there's Zoom and everything, but. It's just so much different, and I think a lot of us are trying, especially creatives, well, not just creatives, I think a lot of us are just trying to navigate this new reality, and it's taken a toll on us. Yeah, and like I said, I, when I was when I was uh, thinking about what, what to contribute for this t- today, I realised that I haven't been launching and then starting in the way I normally do, um, and that's because of this year. So I think this year is just a... It, <laughs> is a fragment in time uh, and hopefully we'll be out the other side um, you know within a year Um, I don't don't see it earlier than that so we're just going to have to go with the flow Um, we can't get away a lot of us can't get away and change up our situation so you just have to change what you're doing Uh, one thing I'm saying give yourself permission to do something else give yourself permission to recharge it's really important otherwise you can feel you're on a never-ending treadmill of write publish repeat which you are because this is your job Uh, however you need to trick your brain into thinking that it's not um, as drudgery as you think it is and by and large it's not it's just the way you're feeling and I think that how you're feeling this year is how probably I've been feeling this year it's just like there doesn't seem to be an end in sight where you can just change go go away I just want to go on holiday (laughs) (laughs) but it's also like we also have to recognize the fact that this is our career we are professional writers and this is how we pay our bills and buy our food and everything so just not showing up to work isn't an option I mean we give ourselves permission to go away for a few days or to you know sit on the couch for a few days and watch um documentaries which is what I like to do but it is one of those things where like 
it's like when you uh, well, we, I was talking about tennis earlier like professional athletes they probably have the same thing where they have like that big win and everything and what do they have to do they have to get up the next day and they have to go practice it's kind of like sometimes I feel like with writing like you know when you you know you're supposed to work out and you just don't want to and you have to like psych yourself up to just like okay just start just start running or just start walking and then a few minutes into it it feels good that's how I am with writing like I sit down and I start tapping out the words and at first it's drudgery but when I get into the rhythm it feels good yeah so we just have to keep remembering that this is our job It is, a, it is our job. And we're lucky to have this job. Yes, we are. We're lucky to have a job that is um, still here uh, and actually one that I uh, very much enjoy. There, there are always going to be parts of it that you don't enjoy and there are always going to be pain points like restarting anything is difficult. But once, like you say, once you get over that sort of the, the first part, the first initial hump, you will, you will be away again. And then once you get caught up in the story, then it's like, ah, the magic is happening. Hooray, like it is with me today. But, you know, once I get onto the second edit of this, I know I'm going to be like, oh. But it's all about just finding the different energies. As we've said before, writing a book takes many different energies. Starting energy, editing energy, revision energy, launch energy. And there's so many energies that, frankly, you do need a few days off. (laughs) Because you get energied out after a while. Yeah, I was... I was surprised that I was like, you know what, I'm just going to, I shut my laptop down for three days. And even though I had that deadline hanging over my head, I was like, this will help you in the long run. Mm. Just don't do it. Mm. Just take those three days. Don't look at anything. And um, it did help. So when I did come back, I was a bit fresher. And it was only three days. And I know that's not a long time. But for me, it's helping me where I'm going to meet this deadline on the 15th. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And even for me, like even uh, so yesterday, I took a day off yesterday to go and see my mum and dad. Um, but I didn't look at my email or anything all day. And even just doing that for a whole day, actually, <laughs> it, it makes you feel a little bit better to come back the next day because it's just having a little break from what you normally do. So um, any break can be a good one. And maybe one day the world will go back to normal and we, you can go to Mexico and I can go to Florida and we can um, enjoy life. <laughs> Well, the, I, the normal way. But well, until then, we have to just keep going. Well, I think that's a beautiful, beautiful way to end the episode. Um, <laughs> so just know that if you are in this position at the moment, you're not alone. Um, everybody feels that way about finishing a project on a high. Whoop, whoop. Then it's out. And then you have to pick yourself up and start all over again. But um, just keep going. The people that keep going win the race, right? You don't have to be the fastest. Oh, and just remember, this career is all about the long term. The the short wins feel great, but you have to just do it all over again. Back in 2013, I climbed a mountain in, uh, in Malaysia, and I was really, really struggling. I used to be in really good shape, and I used to climb mountains in Colorado all the time, but I hadn't in a while. And my guide um, stood next to me, and he just said, it's one step at a time. And I've taken that from that moment, and I did reach the top of the mountain, but I've taken that in all aspects of my life. It's one step at a time. Just keep going. Wow. TB is leaving us with some philosophy. TB's philosophy of life. Boom. Mic drop. Right. Well, thank you so much for being here today. I hope our little discussion of um, how to get motivated after a launch has helped you. Let us know how what you do. If you agree with us, if you disagree with us. 
Facebook us, tweet us, um, what else? What other ones? Email us, leave a comment on the website or Instagram me. And join us next week, not next month, next week, when we will be discussing success stories from people who've listened to the podcast and have gone on to write a book. So if that's you, do let us know because we've got a few uh, emails in so we've decided to make it an episode. So if we have helped you in any way, to um, write your book or finish your book let us know and we'll give you a shout out on the, the podcast we're going to do a happy happy joy joy uh, episode next week well that's a good follow up to this one where I was like man I hate this job <laughs> I feel depressed <laughs> now we're going to happy happy joy joy yeah always balance in life to be anyway in the meantime have a great week uh, keep writing stay safe bye everybody Thanks for listening to Lesbians Who Write. Listen in every week for more conversations on writing and lesbian fiction. And you can make sure you never miss an episode by signing up to our newsletter at lesbianswhowrite.com. Also, if you could take a moment to leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast, it would help more people to discover us. Thanks so much and see you next time.